TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast. The only podcast out there that is 100% chiselled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Media Group and now also on Smart to Death Radio. I am Mags and I think it's it must be Christmas because after four months of avoiding phone calls, refusing to show up to recordings and blaming COVID like a baby rat bitch... I've got my co-host back, Paul Tolley. How are you? <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a bad year to pick to take half off, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good. Feeling good to be back in the back in the saddle. Thank you, so, thank you for uh, steering it so well while I've been away. I, well, I don't know. If, adequate, maybe, maybe the right word. Um, so, what have you done in your post uh, podcasting pandemic? Well, era then. And fuck all. I've just been been working myself to the bone, basically. <laughs> I've seen no wrestling. Um, and yet you're on a wrestling podcast. I'm on a wrestling then... podcast and just praying that we don't talk about anything current until I've caught up. <laughs> well, you've, uh, you'll you be glad that New Japan's back then, I, I presume. Yeah, although I've not seen any yet. Wow, you've missed some bangers. Yeah. Yep, you have. Uh, Yano versus uh, Hiromu from today was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'll, uh, I'll get on it this weekend and, uh, and catch up with that for sure. So, your first guest back. It's, uh, I thought I'd throw you in at the very shallow end, someone who, uh, who you <laughs> know you can deal with. Uh, it's one of your five nerds compadres. It's Matt Booth. Matt, how are you? Very warm, toasty. <laughs> For context, Matt is doing this podcast naked with a bottle of white cider on his lap. I know, I've gone classy, because this is a classy place. I've gone for some passion fruit cider. Oh! <laughs> you know, I don't quite know what to say to that. <laughs> wow, passion fruit cider. Um, well, Matt, you've been on this show before. Um, so we know you're Matt Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers. So we can't. Paul's first time back, and he don't get to add any any names to to Tally's tallies, unfortunately. No, I dug um, out my spreadsheet and everything. Oh well, you'll be using that in the next few weeks. Don't you worry about that. Um, so what we decided on is uh, for you to tell us your Matt Rushmore of the best matches according to according to Matt Boob. No, we're just throwing me under the bus here. All. We are. That's where you thrive. You thrive under this kind of pressure. Yeah, Maggle told me what was happening a week ago. I still ignored it until literally 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I only get the classiest guest on this podcast, Paul. <laughs> well, you know, with number one, what got me into wrestling was Cactus Jack and Triple H Hell in a Cell. No way to no way out two thousand. Yep, absolutely great match. And if, if I remember rightly, I might have mentioned that in my uh, main topic. So, hmm. 
Yeah, great match. Paul, have you, do you remember that match? I do remember that match very, very, very fondly. A quality match. What what joins it on uh, on that Mount Rushmore, Matt? Oh, got Walter versus Matt Riddle at Progress in Birmingham. Matt Riddle, he's been a naughty boy. As polite as other people that I'm probably about to mention. Oh, <laughs> I, th- I mean, in the in the 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 pre-recording chat. We did say that this podcast might go from two hours to fifteen minutes, and yeah, that that is very likely to be the case. But uh, yeah, what is it about uh, Riddle versus Volta that was so good? Uh, it was literally like a shoot fight. It was just constant beating the shit out of each other. Really? Uh, um, uh, uh, going back to the New Japan Cup, uh, we got. Um, Minoru Suzuki against Nagata in the first round, and that was literally just like two old guys beating the living piss out of each other. It was just so, so brutal. That's great fun. Were you, really. were you there for that one, Matt? Yeah. The first time I travelled outside of Buckingham here. Flash London. For, wow. for wrestling, or just ever? Yeah, for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> came and, and like hung with the, the common folk. Oh, well, it's the same thing I said when I went to the one in Manchester. It's like going back to the 80s. That's just <laughs> not fair. It's like going through a Hovis advert, you know, along <laughs> with the bicycle. <laughs> you know, that's literally part of Burnley. <laughs> so what's the third match that makes your, your Mount Rushmore of the greatest matches? Uh, Swords of Essex versus Aussie Open TLC map. This seems like it's got a bit of a, a progress theme. Don't worry, I won't mention people by name for reasons there. No. no. <laughs> Let's face it, we're recording this on the 24th of June, so by the time it comes out, probably it, <laughs> everyone on this list is going to have been... Uh, Spoken been, uh... out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what rounds? What rounds this? Uh, this list of uh, absolute animal wrestlers who uh, who should like burn in the depths of hell. Oh, well, you're gonna go for Evolution versus the Shield. Mm, yeah, I don't think any of those uh, six have been named. I think Randy Orton shat in someone's bag once, didn't he? <laughs> he used to put his <laughs> dick in his hand and make people shake his hand afterwards, didn't he? Oh, that's that's properly grimy. <laughs> That is disgusting. Uh, but yeah, that's another a really good match. So that was, that was a great match, actually. Yeah, four, four great picks. I mean, it was kind of out of my wheelhouse in terms of uh, my fandom. I was checked out, but I've been back and, and seen the match afterwards. And yeah, it's a, a really, really good match. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Let's get on to this main topic. Paul's had to do some research for the first time in four months. 
I bet you're excited, Paul. <laughs> Massively. It doesn't matter how much research I've done. When, once I start talking about it, it just all goes like a garbled mess anyway. Yeah. What is a year? <laughs> so the, the main topic is the the best years in wrestling, the Matt Rushmore of the best years in wrestling. Um, so, again, let's go to you, Matt. Uh, what's your first pick on your on your Matt Rushmore of the greatest years of wrestling? Oh, I'm probably going to be controversial for people, but I'm going to say 2016. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why 2016? Well, because it pretty much had everything you could want in wrestling. To be fair, it's it, it's one of my picks. Uh, well, I've I've got about six or seven years down, uh, and yeah, uh, 2016 is I think it's about the third or fourth pick I've got. Uh, it's, and it's mainly because it's the year that dragged me back into wrestling with uh, the the likes of New Japan. But then you look at even like WWE had. The talent that they had back then, like AJ Styles, Owens, the the Shield, Jericho, uh, Bala, Nakamura, um, even the likes of Austin Aries killing it in in WWE. Uh, then, like the New Day, that's when they kind of broke out. You had Brock and uh, Goldberg drawing big money. Uh, so yeah, I, I I do agree with it. Uh, it was a, a great year in in terms of, of me getting back into wrestling, so I can't really fault that pick. Yeah, I didn't have 2016 down myself, but um, yeah, it, it was a was a good year. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember rightly, that um, that was uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10 with uh, AJ and uh, Nakamura tearing it up. And then AJ debuting in in the Rumble. Yeah, that that was that was, that was pre pre my love of New Japan. So, so um, I, I I didn't I wasn't around for Wrestle Kingdom ten. But was that was did you say twenty sixteen was was Goldberg versus Brock? Yeah, it was. It was uh, two thousand sixteen when he beat uh, Lesnar in eighty six seconds at, at Survivor Series. Crumbs! It doesn't feel that long ago. It's weird. Four years ago. Yeah. Mental. Um, I got into yeah. some arguments on Twitter that day. <laughs> At least then, though, wrestling Twitter, it was fun to have an argument. Now you dare say anything because you just get cancelled. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, time to fuck off. Um, well, you can do that, but so many people getting uh, blocked and suspended, it's it's unreal. Um, Paul, seeing this, it's your your. First time in a long, long time. I think it's only right that you go first for our Mount Rushmore. Thank you very much. Well, I'm, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for my absolute favourite year in wrestling, kind of the one that features most prominently in my memories, and that's 1997. Mm. Um, picking 1997 because it essentially is the birth of the Attitude Era, and and I, I think really the birth of sports entertainment as as it is in it as it is in its current guise i absolutely love bret hart and the hart foundation um that whole angle where they were um where they were the bad guys in america and the good guys in europe and canada was just amazing like amazing to watch and the, the energy in those crowds particularly particularly when they were in canada and uh, and europe were was was awesome they obviously had the uh, Fitting into that in your house um, Canadian Stampede, which is, for my money, one of the best pay per views 
uh, WWE have ever had. Again, just because of the atmosphere that they created in there. Um, and just like 1997 was just, just packed with amazing talents. You know, yeah, yeah, Bret Hart in kind of his in in for me his is is at his best. Steve Austin, uh, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. NWO were in their pomp over over the other side, and then you had like the creation of, of lots of new characters really coming to the fore. The Rock, Triple H, uh, Goldberg was making waves. Chris Jericho was starting to make waves in WCW. Mr. McMahon was born. Ken Shamrock debuted. Kane debuted. Um, Degeneration X debuted, and of course you had the, um, the Montreal Screwjob as well, which I think kind of was was one of the events that gave everyone a real kind of hunger to dig beneath the surface and uh, and uh, kind of chat about not just what happens in the ring, but outside the ring, which we all kind of love to do really, don't we? Um, so yeah, I've gone for, I've gone for 1997, obviously the, the, the brilliant WrestleMania main event as well, uh, uh, main events with Bret Hart and Austin with the, with the double turn mm-hmm. and kind of those reality angles coming in as well with, uh, like Pillman and Gold Gold Dust, that was that was just brilliant, edgy stuff. Um, Mankind and doing his uh, just bringing in his free faces of Foley as well. Just so much going on in in one year, and it kind of brought WWE WWF then back 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 into its best and and back 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 on a on an even footing with WCW. Great pick, absolutely a stellar pick. I mean, it's not one that I I looked into, but it was definitely one that when I when uh, mentioned the topic, I thought that that might get a, a sniff. Uh, it was uh, the, the, during that time when Austin was massive, and I was a massive Austin fan, and he, I think he won the, his first Royal Rumble that year. Uh, so it was it was touch and go whether I was going to pick it. I actually have gone for. Uh, the next year, which uh, we'll get on to when it's when it's my goal. But, yeah, I, I really agree with that pick. So you're not getting vetoed. First pick back. Excellent. I've survived. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let's go to you for your for your second pick. You know, 2001. Mm, interesting. Right what? here. WrestleMania 17. Invasions. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, it don't get as a lot of love nowadays. Uh, two thousand one. I think a lot of people kind of prefer uh, two thousand or over it. Um, but yeah, you can't fault that WrestleMania. That is, it's hands down the best WrestleMania ever. So that kind of makes that year, I suppose. Yeah, I, I had, had two thousand one. Um, like I said, it's probably the greatest WrestleMania there's been. But also, like, I don't think. It obviously wasn't executed as well as it could have been, and it and it kind of turned into a bit of a damp squib. But you can't you can't argue with the excitement around the invasion angle, mm-hmm. and for that whole year, like it, it was really exciting on 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 the, uh, the the potential it had. So even though it didn't quite turn out as we as we'd like, it uh, you know you can't take that excitement in the moment away. No, I totally agree. Uh, it was it was in that that kind of that six year period when I was. Probably the most invested as a as a certainly as a WWF fan. Yeah, and the, the tag team scene was amazing. Mm, yeah, you, you had I had to look through the champions in two thousand one. You had obviously Dudley's Edge, Christian Hardy's Benoit, Jericho, uh, Triple H, and Austin, APA, Brothers of Destruction, 
Just, just really, really good tag teams having really good level. matches all yeah. year. Yeah. And of course, your man won the uh, undisputed title to round the year off. Mm, yeah, he certainly did. Um, yeah, great, uh, great second pick. So let's go to me for my pick. And I mentioned it uh, earlier that I went for for uh, the year after Paul. So um, yeah, let's go with nineteen ninety eight. We had uh, the Attitude Era in full swing. Um, WWE were kind of still reeling from uh, this uh, this upcoming challenge from uh, WCW though, uh, and they wanted to kind of find the next Hogan. Um, and as Paul mentioned, we had the kind of seeds of that planted with uh, with uh, the likes of Austin and and Hart in in that that WrestleMania and the double turn. Uh, but then we also got the likes of DX coming through. The Rock uh, kind of like pushed his way into that into that uh, main event picture. Uh, and then, as Paul kind of alluded to, we got the the early incarnation of of the what's probably the greatest feud in in at least in Western wrestling with uh, Austin versus McMahon. That kind of like started in in late nineteen ninety seven, but it was it was actually in in nineteen ninety eight where it kind of kicked in. Uh, where we got um, uh, Austin winning his second Rumble in a row. Then 24 hours later, he ends up shoving Mark Tyson on on Raw, which was just absolutely phenomenal. The fact that they actually had Mark Tyson back then, who who was a lot more relevant than he is now, uh, getting involved, and then having him that that kind of furore of of Austin getting involved with him, it was just massive, massive business. That led to Austin being obviously the the champion at that year's WrestleMania, beating Shawn Michaels. Uh, Michaels getting spark clean out with a with a Mike Tyson punch, and it was just a great year in terms of star power. It's when uh, WWE had had a massive amount of uh, wrestlers at the top of the card, uh, with the likes of Triple H, Undertaker. We had Kane coming through. It was just a. a a massive year in 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 terms of profits, in terms of ratings. Uh, it was basically when wrestling was cool. Wrestling was the one of the coolest thing things in entertainment. But then you also, like I said, Paul mentioned the the tag teams, and you had then we had uh, some great tag teams. We had great factions. We had the likes of Nations of Domination, uh, DOA, um, uh, like I mentioned, DX, and then we had a. Uh, the people like Mick Foley coming through and bursting uh, through that glass ceiling uh, when he uh, had that infamous Hell in a Cell match against Taker, where he was thrown off the roof and then through the roof of, of the cell. So, yeah, I think um, it's one of, the, like I said, it's one of the years where I was really the most invested in, in wrestling that I've, I've been in my life. And, yeah, uh, I always hold 1998 with a, with a lot of fondness, so I think I'm going to go with 1998. Yeah, it's a great pick. Is, is it for me? It's a toss up between uh, two, uh, 1997, nine ninety seven, nine ninety eight. Both, mm-hmm. both amazing years of that era. But I just, I just wanted to get um, kind of a bit of Bret Hart in there. But yeah, mm-hmm. nine ninety eight was awesome, and I loved that that whole um, uh, stable warfare stuff. Mm-hmm. With um, I mean, who do you have? Yeah, you, you know, what you say yeah, DOA, um, Nation of Domination. There's the oddities, wasn't there? Yeah, and then the we, Truth Commission. We were getting the the Ministry and stuff like that. Yeah, Los Bariquas. So many of them. <laughs> Los Bariquas, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> the Brood. The, how oh. big were the Brood? Everybody loved the Brood. The Brood were phenomenal. One yeah. of the best entrances in wrestling. Definitely, um, Matt. What did you think of a uh, 1998? 
I would not know. I didn't start for another two years. <laughs> Perfect analysis. <laughs> so let's go to you for your third pick then, Matt. I'm going to assume it's 2002. It is. Funny. <laughs> wow, that was actually a, a proper guess. <laughs> so what is it about 2002 that, that struck a chord with you? Well, I think it was 2002, one second. Yeah, it's 2002, the one where Brock turned up and bowed the shit out of the rocket SummerSlam. Yeah, that was phenomenal. That's when Austin Austin took his ball and went on because he didn't want to lose to to Brock in a a Money in the Bank qualifying match, I think. Or a King of the Ring qualifying match. I didn't know that. Yeah. When uh, Brock, because Brock debuted the day after WrestleMania. Uh, I remember that. And he's around. Yeah, his, his first match was meant to be against Austin. And uh, Austin said, no, I don't like that. It doesn't make sense. Uh, a newcomer coming in and, and like taking out me as the as the, the face of the company. So, yeah, uh, Vince, and he had a set to and he, he really walked out of the company. For, I think for about eight months that he walked out of the company. But yeah, I didn't know that. Wrestlers are such dicks, aren't they? They're, just, they're like man-children. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that SummerSlam, Rock versus Brock, that that is how you take a main a, a face of a company and put put the new guy over just so well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very difficult to do. Is that you? You have to have a very unique talent like him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's many people you could do that with. Oh no, definitely not. I mean, we've said it before on this show how much he's he's a once in a generation kind of person. Yeah, I think he's amazing. I I, I love him. I lo- I. I Pretty much love all his matches he still does now. Yeah, um, I, I, st- I still say like we like I've said many a time. Once he goes away, um, we'll we'll miss not having a, a star of, with his kind of impact. Yeah, he'd be a massive loss. Mm-hmm. People don't appreciate how small he is because he literally booked the Royal Rumble this year. I thought that yeah. I thought this year's Royal Rumble was brilliant. I, the way it was split into two, like the Brock Show and then the 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 Drew McIntyre Show was it was phenomenal. It reminded me of Austin uh, in the '98 Rumble where he was just cleaning out. Well, he got them all to send out people like Kofi Ricochet, all the people that he had screwed, mm-hmm. all the way up to Brock until Drew came out. And then it all came back and bit him in the arse and ricochet hit him in the balls. And that was the end of him. Yeah. <laughs> it, all, all those matches he, he had against against smaller guys as well, like like Ricochet, Finn Balor, they, they were all excellent. Like, the one excellent with stories Bryan. being told in the matches. Daniel Bryan, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a brilliant talent. Yeah, I do as well. Um, so, yeah, great pick with 2002. Got off on a bit of a, a Brock Lesnar fanboy tangent. Uh, mm. Even though he was named in the in the hashtag speaking out, um, God, Paul, let's go to you for your second and final pick. Who, who got mentioned in the speaking out? Now I can't keep up. Brock, did he? Yeah, apparently uh, he was talking with uh, I think he said Gold Dust, uh, and Terry Runnels came over because obviously she was married to to Dustin, and he flashed his towel and he had a. She said his his penis looked like a, a tiny baby mouse. Fair enough. 
Not that we're condoning um, Brock Lesnar flashing his, his mouse penis at anyone. That's still, size or not, it's still not not on and, yeah. I, poor, she, clam- did, she, did she say it looked like a baby mouse or a baby mouse's penis? She said it was shriveled and pink and it was incredibly small like a, a baby mouse. Okay. I guess a baby mouse is bigger than a baby mouse's penis. So. <laughs> I would hope so. It's not as bad a, an insult as it could have been. I have questions. It's called cool, it a mouse, does that mean it was ridiculously hairy as well? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, next time I speak to Terry, I will, I'll, I'll delve deeper. <laughs> She's a friend of five years ago, isn't she, I think? Um, friend of New Jack. Friend <laughs> Any yeah. friend of New Jack is a friend of five days ago. I don't think she's so much a friend of New Jack anymore. Not after he, he claimed that she gave him herpes. Huh. And the blowjob was after blading herself at the indie show. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that bit. That's classic. Need to, li- need to listen to our show more often. And that's why I do it at three, three times the speed, to, to cut out those horrific details. <laughs> Paul, your second pick. I've got a feeling I may be I've got a choice for free. I don't know what to go for. I don't know what to go for. Just give me a second. (laughs) This is supposed to be a professional podcast. It's because I've done so much prep. The difference is, though... Where you just literally put it out and just war be tiny. I'll I'll edit it so these bits are nodding. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> honorable mention to to to, uh, to, to twenty eleven because uh, CM Bunk pipe CM Bunk CM Bunk. <laughs> How do you know twenty eleven is not going to be one of my picks? Well, I'm just I'm just giving it honorable mention. Just saying, I'm sorry twenty eleven. I considered you. I've discounted you. You can, you can feel free to see I don't think you like CM Punk though, so I don't think you will. And do you know what? I don't even. It's not that I don't like him. I don't mind him. I, f- I think he's a real. It was a real good wrestler. I just have no re- idea why the wanker blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I like how you started that. Like like he started his uh, pipe bomb. <laughs> it's not that I don't like you, CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> You're better than those jackasses in the back. <laughs> I was going to go for that, but I'm not, I'm not going to. Uh, you predicted it over the text. I'm going to. I'm going to go for a very personal year for me, 2019. Um, chiefly because I made the trip to Japan, went to Wrestle Kingdom, uh, loved it. Um, obviously, uh, re- really good Wrestle Kingdom to, to start off the year. Um, but also in in yeah, I think you had so much going on in in 2019, and kind of the, the wrestling world really opened up, which is a real shame. Kind of 2020s happened, and mm-hmm. nobody can travel and all shit like that. Because uh, obviously AEW started, which is just massive for the industry, um, as we all know. And a New Japan started to really really travel, so they came to London and did Royal Quest. They went to uh, Madison Square Garden, did this show there, and kind of going in hand in hand with that. Um, you know, Jay White had an amazing year that was just kind of a, a, a joy to watch him and him and Okada's scuffles. Um, WrestleMania was amazing, and kind of it was, it was, it was the kind of the WrestleMania that satisfied everyone for about two days. Um, 
you had Kofi Mania, you had the women's main event with Becky Lynch winning, you had Seth Rollins beating uh, beating Brock Lesnar. So no one thought all three of those things would happen, but it did, and everyone was happy um, until both Rollins and Becky and probably Kofi all got pushed too much in, in the internet's opinion. Um, the, the Fiend debuting, which again, just felt like a really big important important thing and actually it's it's good that he he came when he did because they then give them open the door on these cinematic pieces they're doing in 2020 Uh, nxt became a real big deal and actually became a a main brand and you know wwe even booked it um over raw and smackdown at survivor series so so that that felt massive um i have a bit you know like roman roman reigns roman reigns there obviously unfortunately got his illness but announced he was in remission that was a that was huge loved Le- we talked about brock lesnar loved it when he won the money in the bank and was troll uh, just felt like one of the best trolls wwe's ever done yeah but but mostly it's it's because i, I you know i was lucky enough to go to go to tokyo and, and see wrestle kingdom and that, that's always going to be just a massive memory of mine it's a, a solid pick uh last year was I think it'll go down as one of the best years that we've had in wrestling uh, ever. It was so, so, so good. It was like a landscape-changing year almost with New Japan breaking out and, and coming into the West. I mean, it's, it hasn't worked as well as, as it should have done, I suppose. Uh, but then with the likes of AEW breaking out, um, yeah, it was such a, such a good year. Um, maybe not so much for WWE main roster in terms of booking, but, yeah, in terms of actual the wrestling world it, it did kind of blow up in in 2019 so i'm still tempted to to veto you though because i have i've not been able to veto you in four long long months <laughs> and but do i take away the the proudest moment of your wrestling fandom going to going to japan and seeing uh wrestle kingdom do you know what I, I can't do that to you paul so i'm not going to veto you this week i'll, I'll you really I'll have missed you me haven't you i have i, I miss your cheeky little face <laughs> to be fair um apart from the the pick i'm going to give for the fourth one the, the the other ones i've got i wouldn't match up to 2019 anyway so uh yeah i agree with that pick i think 2019 is just gonna look so much better because of 2020 as well <laughs> that is incredibly true. Because <laughs> once all this shit's over, then you, I'm talking about coronavirus. Um, it, it's going to be a long time that we're where people haven't had proper wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so 2019 is going to be looked back on really fondly. I think. Absolutely, it is. Um, so, Matt, let's go to you for your final pick, sir. Have to do another one. One's just bullshit. I did two like last. This is what this is what a Mount Rushmore is, sir. You've already done three, so that that excuse don't stack up. I feel we might have another Jess on our hands now. Wait, oh. <laughs> there is precedent. You're the one there, Colin. On what year it was now? What year did are I we say? on now? Did you say? I said, did I say 2012 before yet? You certainly have not. Do you want? To, are you saying 2012? Is that your final answer? Yeah. What was so... I mean, that was when I was fully checked out, so what was so good about the year 2012? I mean, it's coming off 2011, which is a a, a very well... A, a fond memory kind of year is 2011. So what is it about 2012 that 
that you remember fondly. And on the day here on Triple H, she was Helen of Hell match. Mm-hmm. The, oh, yes. You know, one time only John Cena rock match, which turned into two times only the next year. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's probably the last um, the last time that WrestleMania has felt like a massive deal outside of the wrestling bubble. Yeah, yeah that was huge. That, that felt like a huge WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, what's that? Ah, it was a fantastic year for wrestling in general. I guess CM Punk was like champion all year, wasn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I dare I say that he was. That, that, was, was, a, that, that was a great reign. Didn't really yeah. start well with Sheamus winning the Rumble, but it got better. <laughs> After, I, you know, I've actually grown to like Sheamus a lot. Uh, I don't particularly like him now in this kind of... Uh, Jeff Hardy like throwing piss in his face, uh, but yeah, I think he's a, an underrated wrestler. I enjoyed him in the bar. That is that storyline's done for the benefit of Donald Trump and Donald Trump solely. Mm. He loves a bit of water sports. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> it, it it was a good it was a good year twenty twenty twelve to be fair. Yeah, and Cena and Brock Lesnar returning. Yeah, kind of like drawing back that star power that that it, it needed. I mean, that it's two good years in a row, really, with 2011 and 2012, I suppose. Uh, and and then it it all turned to shit. Pretty much, yeah. Right, I'll round our Mount Rushmore off, um, and it's probably one that that you two don't really know that much about. I think it was before both of you were really interested in wrestling, to be fair, especially Matt. Um, but I'm going to go with 1992. Was that before your time, Mr. Tolly? I mean, I was, I was aware. I was aware of wrestling and kind of watched the odd show, but I wasn't immersed in it at that point. Yeah. Um, and the, the reason why I've gone for it is because it was, uh, there was, there was the fallout from the steroid scandal and uh, it was kind of like, WWF had to make this kind of shift away from these uh, massive, oiled up, big, beefy wrestlers like the like Warrior and like Hogan, and it kind of provided the the chance for some other kind of more more technical kind of wrestling to come through. So we started the year with uh, Ric Flair, who just recently done the jump over from WCW, uh, carrying that that. Uh, WCW title round claim he was the real world champion. He uh, entered the Royal Rumble that year at, at number three, lasted an hour and uh, won the Rumble and for the first time ever won the actual WWF championship uh, and then went on to say that that title meant that you were the man in, in, in wrestling. Uh, he dropped that uh, later on at, at WrestleMania 8 that year uh, in a, a classic against Randy Savage. Um, but then also at that that WrestleMania, we got uh, Roddy Piper taking on Bret Hart in another really really good match. Um, Bret, who kind of like he he dropped the title earlier in that year because he was in he was in contract negotiations with WCW, uh, but he didn't actually realise his contract with WWF had rolled over for an extra year, so he couldn't uh, move over. So he ended up dropping the title, then picking it back up at at, at Mania. This would uh, then lead to. Arguably, the 
as a British fan, arguably the the biggest uh, pay per view that we've ever had in uh, SummerSlam nineteen ninety two, uh, where we got the the brother law brother in law versus brother in law match, uh, which ended up being our main event, but not the main event of the the card shown in America, where uh, Bret Hart. Uh, carried British Bulldog, who was high as a cat at that time, uh, to uh, an instant classic. Got, uh, I think he got four and three quarter stars from uh, from Dave Meltzer. It's uh, Davey Boy's highest rated match, uh, but like I said, it, it was essentially carried to to that victory because he was uh, quite off his rocker. Uh, then it was also the year that that Shawn Michaels started to to kind of break out as the heartbreak kid. Uh, he ended up. Uh, Ended the year with a with a WWF Championship match against uh, Brett at Survivor Series, but it was also the the debut year of someone who went on to be one of the probably the the biggest stars to never actually win uh, the big title in in Razor Ramon, uh, who obviously ended up being the the kind of catalyst to the the Monday Night Wars when he when he switched over to to WCW. Uh, but we also got a, a, a long-awaited first turn from Mr. Perfect when he uh, when he uh, turned uh, um, against Randy Savage. So all in all, it was a it was a massive year um, outside that kind of Hulkamania uh, era and that the Ultimate Warrior, where a lot of uh, wrestlers who kind of were under this glass ceiling and, and at a lower level got a chance to, to shine. And yeah, it was kind of almost like a new dawn for for wrestling. It's just a shame that. A couple of years later, Hulk Hogan was back, and uh, all these wrestlers kind of got pushed back under under the, the carpet again. But yeah, uh, I've gone with 1992. Yep, strong pick. You sold it to me. I think if it's important, we have something pre-attitude era to, to acknowledge that there was <laughs> wrestling existed before Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've literally gone like 97, 98. 2001, 2002, 2016, 2019. So yeah, we needed a little bit of a history, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great choice. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it was. It was um, I, as a as a, a a child. Then it was it was a time when I was invested in kind of like the the characters rather than the actual wrestling. So if you compare it in terms of technical skill, it's it, it doesn't kind of match up, but in terms of like building characters, it was a, a quality year. Which was the last year that kind of truly had the magic for you? Like, uh, like you didn't, mm. like you didn't, re- like not that you didn't know it was, it was, it was, it wasn't real. But you know what I mean. It was you. You could just fully invest in, just in the characters. Yeah. Um... I think it it's gonna be around that that time, maybe a couple of years on, maybe like up, going up to like ninety three, ninety four, uh, getting into my like teenage years, and wrestling then wasn't as cool, I suppose, and you, you kind of like drop off a little bit, and then you, I got back into it in in the the Attitude Era. Uh, so yeah, I'd say it's not long after. I think it's like the return of of Hogan and kind of seeing, oh yeah, this is same kind of thing over and over again and it loses that that spark i suppose yeah i think i think mine was about 95 ish yeah so, well that whole kind of like new generation era was was not good no no how about you matt 
about two thousand and one because my sister decided to tell me it was fake because I wouldn't let her watch Neighbours. <laughs> the irony of Neighbours being a reality show. <laughs> so you only had one year of wrestling before being it being pulled from underneath you. Yeah. Well, your sister should be ashamed of herself. That's tragic. It is. Uh, but two great Matt Rushmore's there, I think. Uh, very good, yeah. So I like how Matt's is very, very closed in. There's not a, a lot of uh, a lot of distance between those those years. He's got he's got a range of fifteen years there. Eh? Yeah, yeah. We've we've got we've got we've got a range of uh, oh we got. I can't do the maths there, but we got quite a range. <laughs> that I'm getting twenty seven. Twenty seven years. Twenty seven years we got a range of there. Yeah, that's that's sounds sounds pretty good to me. Not bad. Um, any any honourable mentions left off we haven't mentioned yeah, yet? Yeah, I had a uh, two thousand. I think that uh that was kinda like the dying era of, of um of the attitude era with uh where WCW was was floundering. Vince Vince Vest could smell the blood in the water. I think it was we had such big stars. We had the game, uh, Triple H rising uh, to the top of the wrestling world. I think that year, he, you could argue that he had the best work of a of a of a heel champion. Uh, and then obviously his relationship with uh, Stephanie McMahon. We had uh, he, he had feuds with like, the likes of Rock. I think he had. The, I think that was the year that they had the Iron Man match. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, it, it sounds ridiculous, but Triple H is massively underrated. Yeah, I've, massively I've underrated. The, the, I think the reason was that I don't rate him as high as the others. He's, he's never, to me, been the face of the company. Where you've had the the Rock who's broke out and been a star. You've had Austin who's broke out and been a star. You've had Taker who's just he's on his own level. Triple H has always been like one of a few guys at the same time, if you understand what I mean. He's never been that kind of breakout I'm the face of the company kind of person. Yeah, I saw I saw a video once though. Kind of, I, it must have been like a, it must have been um, like what culture when what culture used to be good, um, and it was kind of all about his character and kind of what makes his character appealing is is exactly what you said there is that he he never he never was the face of the company, but he desert, he he the character truly believes he should be, and ev- and ev- everything he's ever done has just been. Like a desperate claw to be recognised, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what led him to kind of like staying in the business and 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 wanting to make the change from behind the scenes. Yeah. Um. So another year I had as a an honourable mention, I had twenty sixteen, which Matt brought up. Uh, I had two thousand and five, which was a uh, kind of the 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 heart of the SmackDown Six era, where where we had uh, Eddie Guerrero and, and Benoit as a uh, as champions at the end of uh, WrestleMania 20. Um, we had the likes of Batista uh, pulling away from Evolution and, uh, and Triple H. We had Cena uh, at the heart with his uh, with his feud against uh, JBL. Uh, but and then you also had like, the technical skill coming, coming in with the likes of uh, Edge, Kurt Angle, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, we had the, the Matt Hardy and Edge storyline, which uh, is... Obviously, fed from that real life situation with uh, with Lita, 
Uh, so yeah, I had, I had 2005, uh, and then I had 2011, which uh, we we brought up earlier, uh, mainly because of, of of how real that story felt with uh, with Punk and and Cena. It was almost like, is this actually kayfabe? Or is is this actually happening? Uh, which and that went on for 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 a quite a while in that year. Money in the Bank goes down as one of uh, WWE's probably best ever pay per views. And then you had um, dashing Cody Rhodes bringing back the Intercontinental title, which uh, always, it's always a good thing in 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 my eyes. Uh, I, yeah. I love the look of that classic belt. Not so much the the log, the scratch WWE logo, but I do like the the style of the belt. And then you had the Miz coming from uh, being an, a a, a chancer from a from a reality show to being a main event heel with absolute nuclear heat. So. Yeah, I think uh, 2011 is a very underrated year. Yeah, yeah, that that angle unfortunately got thrown away because of because uh, of our truth. But when Miz and our truth crashed the the Hell in a Cell match mm-hmm. uh, with Cena, Del Rio, and uh, Punk, and for a moment it, it it felt like it was a genuine invasion. Yeah, um, I thought that was really good. And of course, you had Mark Henry's heel turn in 2011, <laughs> <laughs> which was again still one of the best. One of the best heel turns has ever been. That that salmon jacket will go down in infamy. <laughs> uh, I had um, I had the only other one I had. Like I said, a twenty eleven. I had I also had twenty eighteen. Um, because you you had um, you had um, evolution, which which is massive. Um, you had progress playing Wembley, which kind of felt like like the the, the pinnacle for kind of british wrestling as it as it was kenny omega won the title you had the, the whole golden lovers thing all in um on a british front Zack saber jr won the new japan cup um ronda rousey had that amazing debut at uh at wrestlemania so that, that was a good year as well i think we've had a i think we had a good run of years mm-hmm. yeah uh those that the the dominion match i mean it's gone down as as arguably the best match that there's ever ever been and that was 2018 i think weren't it Sorry. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that was twenty eighteen. Um Dominion. Uh, the, the two out of three falls. Yep. Not my favourite um, Omega and a card though. My my favourite was the draw, the sixty minute draw. No. I yeah. mean I mean they're all, I, you can make a case for all all four of them, I suppose. They're all top quality matches, but my favourite will always be the the Dominion one. I've never sat and watched a match slack jawed like that before because of how good of a story and how good the two the two wrestlers in 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 the ring were! I just it was just phenomenal. I can't even when I watch it today, I can't pick faults in it. It was just it was just a beautiful match. Yeah, yeah, it was. But but for me, the draw did that for me as well. I thought the, I thought the draw was spectacular. And up until that point, the um, the match Matt mentioned earlier, uh, the the Triple H Undertaker Hell in a Cell was my mm-hmm. was my favorite match in wrestling. Great, great matches. It's your boy Rez, aka Ray Cash of the Outsiders Edge. I'm here with my boy Kyle, and I got a question for you, man. I right, shoot. What would you say are your four worst, your Mount Rushmore of worst Edge guests? Ooh, that's a tough one. The Mount Rushmore of worst Edge guests. It's pretty easy. It should just be two people. I mean, nah, 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 nah. The the three worst guests in the history of the Outsiders Edge are obviously 
Caleb. Carl. <laughs> Caleb, Carl, and Mags, right? Well, I mean, Darren's trash. You know, Darren, and we can't even shout out Paul Tolley because he's never been on the damn show. I mean, but this is good for us. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, I guess we can shout out the fact that Badlands Podcast, part of the Cherishot Radio Network, check it out. We love the show. Uh, always listen, man. Cherish that family. We're here for you. 100%. If y'all haven't checked it out, you got to do it. And I mean, if Darren were here, we know one thing he would say to my Mount Rushmore, and that is he has a He big, would veto that shit. That veto for that shit. But he's not here. So I said what I said. You want to come on the show and defend yourself. You know where to find your boys. If you don't like that, we don't give up. Fuck. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the chair shot. Matt, we need something from you now. Uh, putting you yeah, back on the spot so. again. Um, we need a topic for a, for a future guest. So what would you like to hear a Mount Rushmore on? Have we changed the rules now? He just, he just picks, does he? Oh, but I've had to change that rule. Oh, of course, I've, yeah. I've had a scarving... Uh, I've had a scabbing uh, co-host. Uh, <laughs> you can go back to the standard rule if you want. I mean, Read to be on. honest, I, I always lose the standard rule, and I find it the most stressful bit to think of because, <laughs> as as we've discussed, I'm not the ideas guy. Well, get, get going on next? Next is is uh, next week is Jen from uh, Dragons Den, but it doesn't necessarily mean she'll get the topic. <laughs> If it's Jen, it's got to be like All Elite or New Japan, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I'll do it for someone else then. I'll the best of 205 Live. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. As in, as in matches or wrestlers or... or, yeah. or, or Either or. Okay. Just, sure. just the best, what, just the best things about it? I, I like ending, that. Ending early. <laughs> People watch. And Mago actually has to watch it. Do you know what? I've, I've said that 205, if if you want a pure wrestling product from the from WWE, that's your best bet. It's the, the, the in-ring technical skill uh, of the guys on, on 205 is is the best. It's just that it's the kind of red-headed stepchild of, of the WWE's products. I think the red-headed stepchild of 205 Live just got sacked, didn't he? Well, <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> this would be a good one for 205 Clive, but I think he was on in my during my, uh, during my break, wasn't he? Yeah, we did a, a draft of... I think Clive did, I want to say, European champions. So we drafted a top 10. All right. Top, good topic. Well, this, is, uh, this has been fun. It's, I've, I've just lost the words. I've been, I've been Tolly back. <laughs> get, get used to it. I'm going to stick around, I think. I like it here. <laughs> For a couple of weeks, at least. <laughs> Matt. Let everybody know where they can they can hear you, where they can uh, hear the the five nerds, where they can follow you guys on social media. Five nerds go Twitter. We have a SoundCloud somewhere. 
Apparently we are on iTunes. Apparently, Apparently we are. you are. <laughs> this is to Graham. <laughs> I don't think anyone's checked on it recently. <laughs> is there a pulse? Uh, it's great because you know, like, this is from Gerald Hamilton. I was thinking, yeah, I wrote that. And he was reading the reviews out. I was thinking, yeah. Were you Gerald Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, you bastard. So, have you been... <laughs> are you outing yourself as faking your own reviews? Yeah. Mainly because uh, the review made Tolly sound like a dickhead. <laughs> I need, what, you're going to have to give me some context on this review. Yeah. Let's see if I can before, find it. It was before I joined the podcast. But I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just send in a fake one to make them feel better. <laughs> you kept probably, it secret up to this point. Yeah, because it probably won't go that far. And then in the end, it still managed to make it there. I think it's been deleted now. It's been that fucking long. Um, was it a five-star review? No, it was four. <laughs> you dot points for uh, for having Tolly on. <laughs> Here we go. G- Gerald Hamilton, really good podcast. The sound quality is great for the most part, and guys seem to know what they are talking about, which is strange for wrestling podcasts. Usually, it's just people ranting and raving about where everything has gone wrong. Yeah. Thanks, it's remarkably accurate. Yeah. Wow. It's great because only Tolly will know this because the rest of them won't listen to this. What? <laughs> I always thought it was a genuine review. I'm gutted. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was before. This was before I joined. I think all three of the reviews are, are from our friends, actually. It was the other one. H- Hodor Basher. That's yeah, going to be Ollie. Ollie. Yeah, yeah that was Ollie. Podcasts are thoroughly entertaining. Would 100% recommend if you like wrestling or a laugh on your way to work. Blogs are random. Have we got blogs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty De- good too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Deck used to do them, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. And then yeah, uh, com- was, Complex God, which is rich. Yeah. Picked this up randomly after seeing something on Facebook. He was our mate for... <laughs> For decades. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well worth checking out. So your mate for decades said he picked it up randomly. That you should be appalled that you're faking your own reviews. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I was not a part of it at the time, though I'm clear. <laughs> we do actually have a genuine review from uh, Graham, but it's on the American iTunes. Yeah, but it's also somebody that you know. It's not like someone who's happened upon your podcast Graham's not going to say yeah this this podcast is an absolute bag of wank let me have this will you (laughs) well Paul on that bombshell it's time for the return of the fluffed outro (laughs) time for the go home yeah. And what a perfect guest to have on as well, someone who gives you grief over the outros as well. I'm sure he's got sound effects or or a bit of shaggy or something ready to to play as I start. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, f- thank you for listening to this episode of Badlands. It's great to be back. Um and kind of normal service to be resumed now as I attempt to attempt to reward your perseverance with a with a feast of links where you can find loads more great content uh, mostly from darren um 
So you can find me um, on on Twitter at Raincounter, um, and obviously with with Matt on the brilliant Five Nerds Go, you just heard some stellar reviews for. Uh, you can you can find the workhorse of the team, uh, Mr. Dej at Dej Kirkby. Um, that's his handle on Twitter. You can find him there, and you can also hear him talking about wrestling fandom on why we watch and all about MMA on the Five Rounds Pod. Both of those by typing in uh, Visionaries Global Media into your podcast engine of choice. If you fancy a vintage flavour of uh, of Mount Rushmore's, you can find our kind of tentative first steps into into Badlands on the Smart to Death Network. If pork scratchings is your thing, mm-hmm. you you could uh, you could head over to Open Shores Snacks. They haven't given us any any payment for that yet, but I'm sure they're good. And uh, and you you can find more hard hitting pro wrestling uh, opinion analysis news and more on the Cheershot.com at Cheershot Media or by typing Cheershot Radio Network into your podcast engine of choice. Uh, where you'll also find uh, another episode of Badlands next week. Stay safe and always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.